Hey, SITC fam. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to rate us five stars on any podcast platform. Leave us a review wherever you can. And don't forget to subscribe to LL Giselle on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and find us on Facebook at Sonographers in the Cities. everyone welcome to another episode of sonographers in the cities i'm lynn and i'm giselle this episode is the continuation of our last episode of revamping um sonographers in the cities uh topics that we previously discussed when we first started podcasting um now we're just going to re not i wouldn't say redo the episode but just updating the the topics with this episode. Yes. And today we are talking about where do sonographers work? And a lot of people think that sonographers, like we said in the previous episode, only scan babies, but we actually do a lot more things. So if you haven't heard last episode, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, But we do work in many places besides hospital settings and clinic settings. So today we're going to talk about where do sonographers work and all the different uh, places you are able to work if you go into this field. Exactly. So Giselle, would you like to start where can we most commonly find sonographers or technologists? Yeah, so most commonly or more commonly... We are located in clinic settings to see babies, right? So they will call that OBGYN. And more commonly as well in hospital settings uh, for, you know, people coming into the hospital or patients who are doing like procedures or surgeries that are ultrasound related or doctor's offices that do cardiac sonography, which is heart ultrasounds or echo ultrasounds. So I'd say those three are the top. So clinics, hospitals, and doctor's offices. And there are two ways you can be a patient as far as getting an ultrasound scan. One is an outpatient. So you do it as somebody who gets an order from your primary care doctor and they're like, hey, I want you to get an ultrasound. So you're considered an outpatient where it's not a stat or emergency and you go in somewhere and you get an ultrasound done. So that's considered outpatient. And then the other side of it is inpatient where if you're admitted into a hospital setting and you are going to be staying there overnight and you have to get an ultrasound done in the hospital, that is an inpatient uh, setting So sonographers can work in hospitals that are either outpatient or inpatient. And obviously the emergency room, that's, you're not considered an inpatient yet unless you're admitted. So you're still working in a hospital setting to work on patients who are coming in through the emergency room. So I'd say those are the most popular, popular ones. Wow. That's so well explained. (laughs) If, If I didn't know anything, I would totally understand what you said. Yay, thank you. You're welcome. Honestly, though, because when I first started, um, mm-hmm. when I was helping my dad and stuff, I didn't know what inpatient, outpatient means. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that stuck to me was like inpatient is when you're admitted and you have to stay overnight. Yeah. So 
But yes. that's a very good explanation. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, and there are other places that we can work at. Yeah. Spoken like a true senior sonographer, <laughs> oh guys. Here I am, like a new grad, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, ditto, yeah. ditto. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, that. But so you explain to us what, what you do on your daily basis, which is normally outpatients, right? Yes. So you're getting paid, you work at a hospital, but you do outpatients, correct? Yes. Yeah. So my hospital has a lab. Um, this is part of the cardiovascular department. They have their own lab. It's for treating, you know, patients of the doctors that run the lab, as well as research that uh, these doctors do. So uh, we do both, and there are two sides. You know, outpatient, inpatient. We do. It's just that as a lab, our protocols are more thorough than the um, ultrasound department of the hospital because obviously in the hospital what they scan they need to uh, know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. you know so their protocols are a little bit less and it's more urgent because they get a lot of stats and all that stuff but us uh, we do our protocols more thoroughly it takes more time because it needs we need to look at all the details so that for me uh, for my department, that's the case. Um, I know that every hospital is different. I know Giselle also works in the hospital, but her, you know, day to day is definitely different than mine because I don't have like 99 orders. <laughs> so Thousand. Giselle, can, can you uh, go over what you do in your hospital? Yeah. So in my hospital, we're a general department that includes vascular. So since you have a big hospital that has two different departments for ultrasound uh our different departments for our hospital one is general and then one is echo so general does all general so everything in the body except for the heart echo does just solely the heart so we've got two of those departments right and for me we're doing outpatients that come in that have scheduled appointments So that's what an outpatient is. And then we have inpatients who are the patients that are staying in the hospital who are admitted and they're called routine exams, meaning you need to get them done at some point of your day because this patient is in the hospital. And then we have the emergency room, which are patients that come in and they need an ultrasound stat. We call it stat because you need an ASAP right now. It's like needed more than ASAP, right? It's a stat. So these are patients that are considered emergent and you need to get to those. um, They're usually top priority. So I'm also at a children's hospital. So now we have two emergency room settings. We have the pediatric emergency room and then the adult emergency room. They're two separate buildings. So we're a very busy hospital, as you guys can see on my Instagram. Uh, We haven't been this busy in a very long time. Uh, where we're reaching numbers of over 100 patients. But the thing is, is that we're a very big department. So every hospital, like Lynn said, is different with how many people you have working there, if you have multiple departments. Um, But for me, I scan everything except for the heart. So procedures we'll do in the hospital, inpatient and outpatient. So you can only imagine how busy it can get. There are some other hospitals in the Valley in Las Vegas 
who aren't as busy and they only have like, let's say two machines, two techs working. But in our hospital, we have about 10 machines and usually five to seven people working. So it just kind of depends on where you work, how busy your hospital is. Some hospitals also have the call shifts where you have to work at night from like usually around 10 30 11 p.m to 7 a.m and they'll call you like hey we have the stat ultrasound we need you to come in and it's like 2 or 3 a.m but at my hospital we have graveyard shifts not every hospital has a graveyard shift majority of hospitals for sonographers will have this on-call um, process where they'll call you in for a stat and they're usually just emergency ones um, but yeah we're so busy that we need graveyard that's just kind of like a glimpse into how busy my hospital is because we just, we have the biggest hospital in the Valley. So um, yeah, if you work somewhere like that, uh, there's going to be lots of people with you. Um, but at other places is usually just like one or two, or maybe a few people working at a time. Nice. Yeah. This sounds super duper busy. <laughs> it's, I don't know why it's super busy, but I don't know how you it's do really it. busy. Um, <laughs> And essentially, you have 10 machines. Uh huh. Yeah. We've got 10 wow. machines. So we've got uh, two, uh, two rooms in the ER, the adult ER. Okay. So two machines over there. Then we've got one machine in the PEDS ER. So that's three rooms. Then we have two rooms in the main ultrasound. So that's five rooms that we have to ultrasound, right? Like five rooms wow. we can physically put patients into scan at one time now we have five other machines that can be portable and moved to scan other people all around the hospital so you can have up to 10 people basically scanning at a time um that's awesome and yeah it's pretty crazy just to think about that because when i worked at other places in the valley which i've worked pretty much everywhere in las vegas (laughs) a lot of the places only have two machines. So to go to other places that only have two machines, like, yes, that's going to be extremely busy too, because there's only two machines and let's say like a 400, 500 bed hospital. So how Mm -hmm. do you manage 20, 30, 40 patients with only two machines? And that's where, you know, the burnout comes in, but yeah, that's for another topic, another day. Um, but we do work a lot in the hospital. That's very, very common. And people don't realize when we're scanning them in the hospital, they're like, oh, I didn't know you could scan my leg or like my neck. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, I thought it was for babies. Or we get that running joke, which is like, is it a boy or girl? You're like scanning yeah. their kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> what other places? do sonographers work would you say that people don't know um that they could work at they can travel mm-hmm. um well technically that's like um because traveling you can work in hospitals inpatient yep. outpatient anywhere that has you know the contract for travel sonographers mm-hmm. um i think you can also work as freelance you know like once you're an established sonographer, technologist, you can, you know, create your own personal business. Yes. 
like ultrasound yeah. business, mm-hmm. we do freelance to uh, contract to doctors' offices, private practices. You know, with freelance, I think the opportunities are endless as mm-hmm. long as you know you have those contracts going. Yeah. Um. Let me see what else. Teach yeah. definitely because yeah. how can you? How, how do we can, learn? How <laughs> how do, can we learn and how our profession grows mm-hmm. without? educators yeah so definitely you're not just scanning you're teaching as well i'm trying to think of other ones besides clinics and private practices yeah yeah did i cover everything but i feel Um, like it's like oh 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 um i had i know of someone research like Mm. um what's what does he do now he one of the uh, my preceptor at one of my sites, he was poached by what a company that creates. Um, I want to say it was like stents or mm-hmm. um, and something that they put in your veins and arteries, right? Mm-hmm. And he was poached, poached, right? The worst for them for them for him to come to work at their company oh. just to basically do research on the materials of. As they, you know, they want to improve yeah. the the materials of their products. Mm-hmm. So he, that's does, cool. he does that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's really cool because I've never thought of it never as in like a non, you know, um, so clinical setting. It, yeah, non-clinical settings, which is like the educating, the researching. Yeah. There's also the um, seminar things where you can go and be in charge of those, work for ARDMS or any of the registry companies, the management positions that people can go into um, besides businesses or becoming a director. Yes. Uh, There was one other thing. Oh, 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 I have a question. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, like um, I, we had this joke in with my cohort while we, we were in school because our anatomy is so perfect Mm because we're young and stuff. I'm just like, do you know if, you know, how do you get paid to get those images into textbooks? Are there sonographers that oh. do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, they got to get the images from somewhere. So someone right. got to scan. Sure. I'm I'm assuming that's where they get the images from. Because <laughs> yeah. like, how else would they? And I think they need to update those, by the way. Agreed. A lot of the textbooks. <laughs> so whoever's doing these tech, textbooks, images and things. Which, for example, there's this pediatric sonography book that has amazing images in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we take pictures all the time in my pediatric hospital. So it's like, I'm wondering, can they go into our archives and like get the images and put it in the book? I don't think they can unless, you know, they have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But that also brought, made me think about like um, other jobs that you could do, which is like, you know, become a writer write a book you can work yes. in apps and do applications like ge or canon or mm-hmm. um, the things that we use on the daily which in my place of work we do viewpoint mm-hmm. so maybe you can work in like applications um the technology side of it making machines or helping them improve there's just so much more it's endless yeah to the field and people really think like we don't just scan babies and yes, we have so many other things that there are possibilities to do because I remember there's another place that my friend got hired at and all she did was like measure, she basically did like vein mappings all day at a vascular place. 
And mm-hmm. all she did was like help the doctor like find the veins and the vessels and measure them. And like I was like, oh. I do that. Do that. I <laughs> I think I've heard of some of the places around here. They're like vein clinics. Then all they do is just vein maps and DVTs. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, which yeah, that's a lot. But I mean, I would do that. Then you, you don't have to do any T badges or like you have to do any like kidneys or just just do veins. But there's just so much more to ultrasound and where you can work. And so do your research and what you want to do. But obviously, we're going to have more episodes that talk about the journeys of how to get there and how to decide and things like that. But um, we want people to know because we spread ultrasound awareness that there are so many options, so much opportunity uh, to do out there in this field. And it's a great field, too especially because if you're like somebody who only wants to do outpatient and you want to work in a like a radiology place that people can just walk on in you take their pictures and then they walk on out there's a lot of places like that if you can't handle the hospital setting but if you want the like challenge and you want the craziness and the stress and you live for that the stress <laughs> which there's stress everywhere, right? But I feel like yeah. hospital settings have a higher stress level just because you're dealing with patients who are intubated or patients who are literally, there's beeping noises and wires and IVs mm-hmm. and some people can't handle that, which is totally fine if you can't handle that. You don't have to work in a hospital setting in this field. So I think that's really nice. I think... um and that can go along with because we get a lot of questions. I see it constantly on Instagram and on your Facebook uh, page. And um, I get asked as well, like how much bodily fluids or how mm-hmm. gross is um, sonography? Mm-hmm. And it just depends on where you want to work. Because yeah. usually outpatients, you don't see any. Mm-hmm. Um, inpatient, you see a lot more. Yeah. So knowing, you know, what you can handle and what you won't handle, that will influence where you want to work. Right. Exactly. And it's always, I think the one question that I used to get all the time was like, will I deal with blood? (laughs) Right. And like, well, if you do echo, I don't really think you do deal with blood and echo as much. Do they, I mean, maybe do they put, like, when you do the IV studies on the echoes, like, maybe, but I don't know. You I don't mean, see the blood, really. would just go, you know, just. Yeah, just a, it's just there, IV. you know, like, yeah. you don't really see blood with that. Um, but the only. Unless, unless you do TEE. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a risk of bleeding, but again. Also very low risk. Yes. Right? I see more blood in vascular. Oh, yeah. I was going to say vascular and um, vaginal bleeding. Mm. Two very popular reasons of why you would see blood. If you're doing a vaginal ultrasound, which we do, we do those in OBGYN settings, Mm -hmm. and a patient is bleeding, if a patient's miscarrying, uh, if they're on their period, you know, patients have fibroids or ruptured cysts, they will be number one in pain, number two bleeding. So that is something that is very common and you have to be able to handle that situation. So if you can't handle that situation, 
you want to try to figure out how you get around that situation. But when you do clinicals, though, you do have to learn that stuff. I feel like you have to learn to be exposed to it Mm -hmm. before saying, no, I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I and I don't know necessarily if many schools let you choose your clinical sites or setting. So if you are going into this field, just be prepared for that kind of thing, because you might have to be in that situation. But just know that that is something that will happen in this career mm-hmm. field. Yes, exactly. Speaking yeah. of which, we're go- I'm kind of going on a tangent here. I saw a skin graft the other day, mm-hmm. like a very brand new skin graft. And I had wow. to scan it. Over it? I tried. It's hard to see. Wow. But I tried. It's really, really cool. Like this patient huh. just had a skin graft done yeah. a week ago. And she came in for a DVT at the Ooh. skin graft. Mm. And I'm like, are you in pain? She's like, yes. I was like, well, I can't really do a DVT. I was like, how could you do that? Yeah. I can't. So then do you have Which to wait? Which is really interesting. Um, I just, you know, compressed Around. as much as I could. Yeah. But. Wow. I'm For some reason, I keep thinking of like a snake in my brain. It's kind of looked <laughs> like, like snake, snake skin. Because this kind of like you know the mm-hmm. diagonal mm-hmm. line huh. yeah so they took the skin from her like the side of her upper thigh and oh. put it in her calves wow and i'm like whoa i was yeah. so amused i was like oh, <laughs> this is i only see on gray's anatomy you know yeah and now you've seen it i think i've seen an episode of skin graft on the good doctor or something else but it and, is out there and we do have to scan that kind of stuff and yeah. you're outpatient and it's not yeah, like you're in the and, hospital setting exactly and the liquid that you know that was on it it was oozing out and i was just like okay it was (laughs) yellow like golden yellow and i'm like "Hmm." whoa i'm usually okay with this but like this is a lot (laughs) yeah this one no (laughs) yeah oh the amount of things that i see in a hospital setting yeah we see a lot oh and patients who are like contact meaning they've got something going on they could have MRSA they could have um, chicken pox or they could have TB, mm-hmm. obviously COVID now, monkey pox is what they were like anything. trying to pull out. Basically anything. So think about that when you think about the hospital setting too. Yes. But, you know, there are precautions to keep you safe. It's just yeah. that is that's what we get for working in a healthcare career i think one of the work the most intense setting that i worked it was um i was at clinicals and it was this patient who's you know trying to get a um a carotid for a lung transplant and this patient was incubated he has his own room he was tested positive for covid so he was literally in a bubble with a lot of machines coming Mm -hmm. out and that's it was hard. just, it's a tough scene to just like help like my preceptor out. Yeah. Yeah. Like we count up and I'm just like. What did you guys have to scan? A carotid. It's a oh pre-op for his lung transplant. Like he's yeah. waiting for his lung and I'm just like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that, I mean, that makes it seem to me too, that like no matter what situation, like wherever you're at if you're in an outpatient if you're inpatient mm-hmm. if you're at a doctor's office you're at a hospital there's always going to be hard patients 
Yes. No matter what. And I can remember one specifically when I had to, when I worked at an outpatient place, this girl just had like gotten her butt done. Like she like got her butt done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I forget why they ordered her legs, but they basically ordered her legs and she didn't want to sit down or lay down. She said she couldn't sit down. So how did you, did she have to go on her belly? Oh, no. I told her that she had to reschedule. <laughs> I'm like okay well if you can't sit down you can't lay down you know like there's no I can't scan you standing up you know Mm -hmm. accurately and you know ergonomically Mm -hmm. you know which you can technically scan standing up for like a um a reflex study like because that's the best way to scan Mm -hmm. a reflex study but you know for that specific reason, and we want an accurate exam, I was like, mm, let's just reschedule. But I remember, like, I was like, can you sit on the bed? And she's like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, let's just reschedule. And there there are pros and cons to working at different places. Yes. I mean, when you are totally um, done with the clinical and uh setting and you just want to work in an office setting or you want to become a manager or become a teacher educator applications worker um those settings are they obviously have pros and cons too but it's just whenever you're ready to move into that kind of field in this career you should do it and there's lots of options for that and i feel like this job is a really good career for those who are going into it so obviously lynn is starting off uh she is a newbie noob but she is getting lots of experiences and it's really cool just go through it Um, i do have a video that's coming out soon which is tips for new grad sonographers so you can kind of see what people have to say because it's a lot of sonographers who've been in the field already and hopefully it'll give you guys some insight of how uh, how the field is and give you guys some advice. So check that out. Um, yes. But definitely, you know, do your research, like we always say, and see where it is that you might like to work better. And who knows, maybe you want to work in an outpatient setting now, but you like the hospital setting. Like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My well, we, my opinions definitely change after clinicals. After clinicals, yep. And um, yes, another thing to follow up with Giselle said, like this profession means a sonographer, technologist. The opportunities are endless, like wherever you go. Um, you can start in hospital and you don't like it and move on to outpatient, private practice, open up your own business, mm-hmm. write a book. It's just just the more you go the longer you're in it, the more experience you're going to get and it will take you wherever you want to go. Yeah. So definitely look at everyone's <laughs> Instagrams too, because you can yeah. see all the sonographers it's growing, and everyone's got their different thing. I love it. Because different journeys. All, yeah. yeah. We're all like in the same field, but all doing so many different things and having different experiences. Um, and it's cool too to see all of you guys who were once just students and now you guys are all working um, and now we're welcoming a bunch of new students so it's really cool and this community is really great so you guys don't forget to just hit us up let us know if you have any questions and keep on listening to our podcast episodes 
Yes. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope, we hope you find it very helpful. If you haven't checked out our last episode about what is diagnostic medical sonography and sonographer technologies versus ultrasound tech, what is the difference? Check that out as well and stay tuned for future episodes. Yes, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for connecting through sounds with us. We appreciate you and can't wait to connect with you again next time.